0: Well, here we are again. Here we are back at a holiday that comes around every year, Valentine's Day, when we celebrate love in its many and wondrous forms. Here we are again on a story that the Christian church reads around this time every year on the mountaintop with Jesus as he is miraculously transformed, as God's voice breaks through the clouds to declare who Jesus is, as the few disciples that have been brought up the mountain with him cower in terror and wonderment. And here we are again at the Christian season of Lent. You may remember that Lent 2020 was the time when we in America and around the world began to reckon with the possible devastation and effects of the spreading spreading disease known as COVID-19. So, Lent has felt like it has gone on forever. And here we are again, coming back around to it. Lent is a funny season because it is a time when the Christian Church has specifically set aside to reckon with pain. This is not something we particularly like to do in society or sometimes in church to face up to the fact that the world is not always the way we want it to be. That beloved people get sick. That politicians do not use their power for good. That evil still persists. That white supremacy, sexism, queerphobia, and transphobia, and the many, many forms of hatred and oppression continue to exist throughout the world and sometimes even in our own hearts and minds. We don't always like to pay attention to the rotten parts of us, to the parts that remind us that we are fallible, that we make mistakes, and that everyone gets sick. And yet the Christian church for centuries has set aside the 40 days 47 if you count the Sundays, running up to Easter as the time of Lent. Lent being an old word for lengthening because the days are finally getting longer. But is Lent just meant to be a time for us to sit in our own suffering and mourn about our own sinfulness? Well, for those of us who might be in positions where we've used our strength and power inappropriately, yes, but I don't know that that's the only purpose of the season. After all, look at how we kick it off with the transfiguration on the mountain, with Jesus standing between Moses and Elijah and talking with them and God's voice booming down to say, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Not my son, the lawgiver. Not my son, the prophet. Not my son who will tear down all. My son, the beloved. A beautiful reading for Valentine's Day, particularly. So what is Lent really for? It is for listening. That is why we begin with this story of Jesus's incredible transformation, where his face is changed and his clothes become whiter than anything on earth could wash them. We are reminded to listen, to listen. Not just to the voice of Jesus, but then to where Jesus points us into the world. Lent is often marked by and remembered by the beginning where we celebrate Ash Wednesday and mark ourselves with a sign of the cross in ashes on our forehead to remind us that we are dust and to dust we shall return. But, beloveds, I think we have had a little bit more mortality this past 11 months than we might need to be reminded of again or er, Lent has also been the season in which many people give something up. Lenten fasting. These are the two ways that Lent often seeps into wider culture is that we know that Lent begins with Ash Wednesday and Lent is about giving something up. But what is that fasting for? What is that giving up meant to do? Sometimes it acts like a restart on our New Year's resolutions, as if we didn't get it right the first time, but six to whatever weeks in, we're going to try again. Sometimes it is about treating our bodies as if they are bad, as if they need to be punished. But neither of these quite get at what it means to listen to Jesus the Beloved. Because listening to Jesus the Beloved is not just a self-improvement plan, nor is it about punishing the very same body that God made and the same kind of body that God inhabited in Jesus. What Lent is meant to ask us, what fasting is meant to ask us, is where is our neighbor hungry? because in giving up, in fasting, whether that was from particular kinds of food, for centuries of Christian tradition, or other kinds of action and pattern and behaviors, it has been about turning us towards God and towards others, not just towards our own self-improvement. Although, as we've discovered, if we do not care well for ourselves, our care for others and our love of God can quickly become toxic. So this fasting, This fasting, this giving up is meant to make us hungry with those who are already hungry, meant to awaken us to how people, our neighbor, are in need. Sometimes that will involve self-reflection, turning in and thinking about our own actions, trying to get ourselves into a place of better care, Sometimes it will be about our choices in the world and how we might be able to better affect the space around us, whether it be our neighbors or creation, which is God's great gift. The fasting is to awaken us to what our neighbors are hungry for and how we can participate in their feeding. Lent. And it's fasting is about preparing ourselves for not just our own betterment, but for betterment of the world, like Paul talks about in his letter today, where he speaks about the work that he does not for his own glory, but for the glory of God. It's not to say that Paul is bad at what he does, because he's certainly not very humble about the goodness of his own work. It's not to put himself down, but rather to keep his focus on what he wants to do, which is proclaim the good news, liberate the captives, heal the sick, proclaim to all that whatever they think has separated them from God, God is willing to erase From the divine record. God is happy to forget what we think stands between us and the holy and say instead, Here is Jesus, God in skin, reaching out for you over and over again. So, when we come upon Lent, which begins this week on Ash Wednesday and stretches up to March 28th, which is what we know as Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday when we come up on 40 days, a mirror of Jesus's 40 days in the wilderness, when he fasted and tried to understand what it meant to be the beloved son of God. We may ask ourselves, what are some fasts? What are some Lenten practices that can help us keep our focus on bettering ourselves, not just for our own improvement, but for care of the neighbor? Or what might we be able to do as direct, small, concrete actions to care for our neighbor and the world around us? In your email newsletter this week and on our Facebook page and right now, I will be presenting a few possibilities for what you might want to do. The ELCA's Young Adults Association is bringing back their No Plastics for Lent program, in which the young adults throughout the season of Lent focus on how to reduce plastic use in their lives, admitting that, especially in a time when many of us need PPE for a lot of different reasons, It's almost impossible to eliminate all plastic use, but what are some concrete ways to reduce our plastic use and keep things from going into the cycle of landfill filling? You'll also notice in your emails this week, or you can find it online if you search 12 Tiny Things, a calendar for Lent based on the new book, 12 Tiny Things by my friend, Ellie Rocher. Helping us practice mindfulness helping us refocus and pay attention to the world around us So that when we move through the space that we are in wherever that may be including if it is just the square footage of your home or apartment That we do it with intention that we do it by being slow enough and paying attention to the small things that it improves not just our relationship with the world around us, but our relationship with each other. There is also a calendar in your email this week from the, uh, from the website Praying in Color. And that calendar has spaces for every day in Lent in which you're invited to write someone's name and then intentionally pray for that person that day. You might simply remember them as you color in or write in their name on the square, You might set an intention to think about them all day and send them goodwill and hope. You might choose to reach out, send a text, or make a phone call or mail a card to say that you're thinking of them. There's no particular guidance to who you should select, but it is a way of praying and caring for others and thinking about how those one-to-one relationships can sincerely and significantly improve the whole world. In addition, if you find yourself in a very Lenten time where you are wrestling with your own grief, suffering, and pain, author Kate Bowler is doing daily devotions throughout the season of Lent. Kate is a well-known writer and speaker. Her most popular book is Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. Kate is a theologian and church history professor who teaches on prosperity gospel, the belief that if we just try hard enough, our whole life will be better because of Jesus. And Kate, diagnosed with cancer at a young age, has very intimate knowledge of just how incorrect that hope can be. So Kate instead preaches and teaches about what we do when our suffering is big. And so in this season of Lent she will be offering daily devotions by email and video to help us deal with our own chronic pain and suffering. You might also want to think of your own fasting or practice for Lent. What is it that helps you tune in to where your neighbor is hungry? of course there are hundreds of ways that we see people suffering in the world so it is good in the season of lent to focus on one small thing that you feel that you can do and that you have the energy to do in order to make a little bit of change in your corner of the world to meet your neighbor's hunger whether that be a physical need for food or emotional, mental, and psychological needs in our neighbors. Lent is long. Lent has felt terribly, terribly long this past year. Lent is meant to bring us from the start of Jesus' ministry to the end of it, to the point where Jesus enters fully into human suffering and declares that this suffering this pain, this oppression, is never the end of the story. Never. That even when the world, the political powers that be, the religious authorities exercising their fear, even when all that seeks to crush a message of love, mercy, and neighbor care, God bats last. And on the third day, love will not stay dead. Lent is a lengthening, a long time, and a lengthening of the days when the sun begins to return to us. Lent is for turning us back towards God and back towards our neighbor and back towards the image of God in us. So let us wonder together, as Ash Wednesday comes this coming Wednesday, what we might be able to do to recognize and meet the hunger of our neighbor in our Lenten practices this year. Amen.